Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 138 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm Kyle along with Drew with you. And handsome Drew is not here today because he's a total dickhead. But we don't need him. <laughs> We're going to be just fine on our own. Um, a little bit of uh, feedback we had from our listeners this week. Uh, in episode 136, I want to say, we uh, you, Drew with you, posed the question... Um, would any of our listeners want a Christmas pod? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we I got, love audience feedback. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Uh, our number one listener, Dale, responded back with no. So, <laughs> and, that, and that was it. Well, that and, answers that. Yeah. It, just, it is what it is, you know. I, I, don't, I think that means he doesn't want a uh, Christmas podcast, but probably well, not going to listen to it. We're probably going to uh, do it anyways <laughs> if, if Drew... Uh, Handsome Drew has any say. Um, Unless some... Hollywood comes out with another Groundhog Day movie between now and then. <laughs> Although I think Spirited will get me will get me to at least watch one Christmas movie this year. There you go. And not be mad about it. Um, some of the news of the week. Did you see that Kevin Conroy died? No. Oh, no. It's really sad. Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman... And over yeah. 400 episodes, 15 different animated series and video games. Uh, he passed away this week. He wasn't that old. He was like mid-60s. Um, oh, wow. That's pretty tough. Um, yeah, like, not not a huge fan of that. I guess the gravel is just not good for your health. <laughs> wow, that's tough. Too intense. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that might have been a... He, uh, he'll for, forever be the Batman that I think of. Like, yeah. I mean... Yeah. That, I think I, people argue like Christian Bale versus like... Yeah whoever but mm-hmm. nah dude when i like hear when i read a comic i hear it in kevin conroy speaking yeah it's um, crazy how strong of a chin his voice sounds like it has <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um yeah and then uh james gunn broke the internet this week by posting a picture of lobo and that was it yes and yes. this happened a day after jason momoa posted a video of himself freaking out and saying I can't tell you anything, yep. but I'm so excited. And he like throws his phone. I don't know. I think there's... this is a really interesting question. I wanted to ask you about this and what your thoughts are of having the same actor play two characters in the same universe. Does that upset you to your core? Do you not care at all? I, I, don't, know, I don't know that I care, especially in the DC universe where everything is so disconnected anyways. Yeah. I don't think it'll matter that much. Right. Uh, you see it in the MCU. It's happened. Um, a handful of times. Handful of times it's happened, and even inside the actual like MCU, the the lady who was the lead in Eternals, mm-hmm. she was a side character yeah, in Captain Marvel like two years before that. Um, so you know, I don't know. It would be weird if you ever saw Lobo and Aquaman fight. How yeah, would the same scene. Strange. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. As far as like the list of sins a yeah 26 movie series can have. I think reusing really, really talented actors is on the low end scale of things I'm going to break the internet yeah. over. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still think that people might be connecting the dots a little too soon on this because I do think it is kind of weird unless they just scrap everything that happened in the Justice League you know, movies. Yeah. yeah, it would well, be strange. Well, but Lo- I, he would be perfect for Lobo. He would yeah. be awesome for yeah. Lobo. And Lobo would be one of those characters that's kind of more of a one-off if like, he factors in too much in a story. He kind of breaks the universe. 
Yeah. He's kind of good for a really, really interesting spin-off series that kind of is like, this crazy thing happened or did it? Maybe not. <laughs> or did it? Yeah. No, uh, there's room for that. Um, there are rumors going around uh, this week as well. Get some rumors for you in the mm-hmm. MCU. Oh. Owen Wilson has signed to return as Mobus in Deadpool 3. Give me Ryan Reynolds and <laughs> Owen Wilson in the same scene together. I dare you. Wow. Um, another rumor. The MCU is trying to get Bob Odenkirk to play Wonder Man's agent in the previously discussed Wonder Man TV series. Interesting. That, if that's true, number one, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think it answers the question of that I was asking, which is... I. How would they make Wonder Man work today? Yeah, like yeah, in yeah. today's world. And the way they would make him work is they take <laughs> that weird run where he becomes an actor in Hollywood. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would be for that. Uh, another rumor came out today that Kevin Feige has said he wants almost every major character from every major Marvel film in Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't, supposed to be bigger than Endgame. Yeah, I don't know to. if that's possible. I think it would be really funny. I think you said this before, that like in whatever Secret Wars, Chris Evans shows up and you're like, oh, Cap. And then he says, flame on. And then he flies off. (laughs) I think that would be a really funny bit for Marvel to do. I'd be all over it if that was the case. And it kind of worked for Captain America Civil War, right? Where they brought in a bunch of... It's kind of like an Avengers movie without having the Avengers title. So it's been done before. I don't think I want it to be an endgame level movie. Because that took 26 oh, movies to, to build it. Okay. It has to <laughs> well, be, though. That, and maybe I'm alone on that. Like, it would be cool to have a, a movie that scale, but I don't think, I don't know if they've earned it yet. If that's sure. Phase five. If no, that makes sense. Have you read the comic, the Secret Wars comic? No. And I know it's supposed to be like a ground, like big tier pivoting point in the MCU oh, canon. Oh, I know what you're getting for Christmas now. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to find a hard copy. It'd be fine. Yeah, I'll get to find a Wrexham hat for you, but <laughs> yes. Um, and then supposedly Tom Holland uh, signed a six-picture deal, three more Sony movies, three MCU movies oh, right. uh, to finish off the week in Marvel. Oh, uh, Black Panther. Let me see. Black Panther, eighty-four percent Rotten Tomatoes score, ninety-five percent uh, fan vote. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking more about Black Panther Wakanda Forever here. In just a bit, but before we do that, let's talk about some stuff that we've been streaming this week, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught two movies that I really want to talk to you about. The first one was Don't Worry Darling, oh, uh, starring yes. Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, directed by Olivia Wilde. Have yes. you seen it? I have not. It's on the HBO Max currently, correct? Yeah, it just dropped on HBO Max this week. Um, this movie got... I, panned isn't the right word. It got destroyed by the critics. <laughs> Eviscerated. This, this movie, I don't actually know if I've seen a movie get this destroyed by the critics so quickly. And um, 38% tomato meter. I tell you this, I loved it. I thought it was wow. great. It is top five best are movies you, of the year. Are you sure you didn't actually accidentally click on see how they run again yes no i'm okay, okay. just want to make sure fun to watch. Yes. i think i think part of that uh, uh critic panning and just internet panning like the internet destroyed this movie also uh part of that dealt with kind of the drama yeah. uh, on set surrounding it um with florence Pugh and harry styles and olivia mm. wilde and uh shia labeouf at a certain point yeah 
Um, yeah, and I guess that may may be where a lot of that stems from. But I really liked the movie. Really fun story. Cast was awesome. It was shot really beautifully. I don't know why right. people didn't like the movie. So okay. that gets Kyle's stamp of approval. Um, I also saw Amsterdam, also oh, released on HBO Max. Interesting. Movie that's got every famous person you'd ever want to be in a movie together. And it's a also heavily pan- right? <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, also heavily panned by the critics. And that one, I think the critics got right. That one okay. was not a fun watch. Um, it, it did seem based on the trailers, like it didn't have a coherent. Yeah. Like at one point Taylor Swift shows up and then she's dead like 30 seconds nah. later. And then they kind of forget that that's like the thing halfway through the movie. Gotcha. Um, yeah, didn't love Amsterdam. Love, don't worry, darling, though. Oh, and then I said to you, but I lied. I watched Weird. I watched Weird, oh, the Al yes. uh biopic. And I don't know what I was expecting going into the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's a biopic about a man who made his career off of parroting other <laughs> famous people's songs. Yeah. So I should yep. have expected to get what I got in Weird, which yep. was just a parody of every biopic ever made. I would I would venture to guess that ninety nine percent of what's in the movie never happened to Weird Al, or was even <laughs> close to anything that ever happened to Weird Al, and that made me love it even more. Um, right. I I freaking loved Weird. Uh, Weird was in the top five for my favorite movies of twenty twenty two, and then I watched Don't Worry Darling right afterwards, mm-hmm. and they're so very different from each other, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they both made top five for a minute at least. So, wow. Uh, I saw some good ones this week. I also saw a really bad one. And since Crawford decided not to show up today, you get Kyle's Corner. Crawford. No, 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 no. Not that. Not that. <laughs> Kyle's Corner. Um, John Wick 4 trailer drop looks pretty good. Dungeons and Dragon also had a trailer drop. And it looks pretty nerdy, but I'll probably go see it because Chris Pine. And that's been Kyle's Corner. What, when do I get my corner? <laughs> there are four in here. I counted them. <laughs> there are four. <laughs> it's... It stands to reason I get at least part of one. <laughs> uh, what about you, man? What have you been watching? Yeah, I, I've got a couple as well. I've been I've been actually pretty excited about my my now streaming. I will say uh, the one thing about weird is it's on what Roku channel mm-hmm. streaming TV, which I don't have. And like, listen, if you make a deal and you make a lot of money signing with some low tier streaming service, great for you. Make your money, but. <laughs> At least have an option for the groundlings like me, the poors, to also be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it. It's not like you'd like, oh, you'll have to wait like a couple months to watch it. You may never get to, you may never watch it. Yeah. Roku may yeah. never release that anywhere <laughs> other than Roku. I'll have to go buy a Roku TV. Um, and in which case, it would be like a 12 inch tiny little. No, no, hey, you don't hit on Roku. I've got a Roku TV. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> but it's the, not uh, great. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are not sponsored by Roku. Just so you know. uh, the movie I did end up watching on a regular screen TV uh, was the Vavitch or the Witch. I think is Ooh, how you were normally yeah. supposed to pronounce it. A Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers, uh, yeah. Flick. And I didn't know this was Anna Taylor Joy's like first breakout movie. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. She's blowing up right now. Um, she was in the Northman, which I I I got through, and I I didn't take drugs, but I felt like I was on drugs <laughs> while watching that movie. Um, this one uh, was uh, trippy and upsetting in a totally different way. Um, 
Whereas the Northman kind of overloaded your senses with every single possible te- technique. The Witch was really a movie for pilgrims by pilgrims uh, about pilgrims. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a way of describing that. <laughs> it, uh, Ralph Innocent did a phenomenal job. Like the, the acting was really incredible for a cast of mostly child actors. Um, very upsetting. Uh, I watched it because I watched Midsommar. And I, you know, I don't know what it is about this director that makes me want to watch his movies because I really don't enjoy them while they're on screen. Um, so kinda... Midsommar was Ari Aster. Oh, Robert okay. Eggers is the lighthouse. That's uh, right. That's right. And, but they're, they're very similar. It's very yeah, creepy it, the way everything's shot. I think I had watched, I I'd, I'd hopped on a, like a, a website of top 10 horror movies. I just assumed these were right next to each other. But The Northman was by... Robert Eggers, so yeah, I got those mixed up. That's my bad. Um, but that mistake did lead me to this movie, um, even though they're unrelated. Uh, and it left me with the same feeling, which was <laughs> uh, upset. And I, I what well, beautifully directed. I, I felt like the director had a message and had a vision and executed it well. Um, it just once again took me to a place I didn't really want to be. I didn't want to live in that world for ninety minutes or or two hours or however long. It, yeah, it was at two in the morning, so I, it was hard for me to keep track of time. Uh, but I I, I love the performances. Really strong movie about uh, witch possession slash haunting slash. Don't want to spoil too much of it if you haven't seen it. Um, but it is a very bleak movie. Which I, I haven't seen the whole thing. I got like oh, twenty minutes in once and fell asleep, and then never. Yeah, went. yeah. It's one of those ones where I, I like a small story. I like a isolated, bleak tale, and how that the characters kind of go mad, and they you don't have any they don't have any frame of reference to kind of come back to reality, and it just kind of spirals off. And then the way they ended it was honestly the movie was made in the last four or five minutes. Cool. So I w- it would get my recommendation if, you, once again, you're a fan of the Midsommar, of the Northmen, of the that kind of horror movie. Um, which only leaves Hereditary on my list, I think, is the next one. Leave it for as long as you can. Oh, no, I really <laughs> enjoy it, actually. I just, okay. It's not for everybody, and you should yeah. watch it while it's light outside. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 these, are, these are movies I put in a class of, like, they're levels of movies that are... Like, like if there's a difficulty scale for watching movies, on the easy end is Armageddon. You can watch Armageddon <laughs> with anyone at any time, anywhere, uh, at any point in the movie. You could start it, and it's just a fun watch, no matter, you know. Because it's so impactful, the cinema. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> these movies I'm talking to today are more on the difficult side, the difficult side of the scale. Yeah. Uh, that are harder to watch, more for the experienced moviegoer. Um, the second one being The Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, how was it? A Martin McDonough film. I I liked it. It's one of those ones that left me thinking a lot about it. I didn't come away satisfied. I felt like there's a premise um, that the movie sets forth, and I, I don't know if it resolves ever. They So, at risk of spoiling the movie, I don't think I'm going to, but... Um, the big thing is that uh, Brendan Gleeson's character is like, hey, Colin Farrell, don't talk to me anymore. We're not friends. And Colin Farrell's like, well, we were friends yesterday. I thought we were friends. And then at one point, he's, Brendan Gleeson says, if you talk to me again, 
I will chop off my finger. And I will do that every time you bother me again to make you know that I'm serious. How many fingers does he lose? Uh, do you want to know for real? Because no. it escalates so quickly. Oh, no. Okay. Wow. I'll tell you, it's right. more than zero. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I know but, what I'm getting into now. Yeah, yes. Uh, I don't... Th- and, and to also prepare you, I don't think they ever really put forth a reason of why he does it or what you know led him to this point, why he feels like this is the right call. And honestly, the reasonings that he character kind of they kind of give for the character makes this a really odd decision that i don't know and maybe that's what martin mcdonough was going for i respect him as a director in bruges is one of my top 10 movies of all time um i enjoy this one it's very beautiful like it's really well shot it's really a beautiful movie it takes place on a island off the coast of ireland like not even on ireland um during like the 1920s or so. And it's about a small town of people that are also isolated, which is, you know, kind of the the way to make movies these days, I guess, if you want to get an Oscar. Um, <laughs> uh, all the performances are great. Colin Farrell does deserve all the Oscars. Brendan Greeson does a great job. Uh, Kerry Condon does a phenomenal job. And honestly, Barry Keegan may have stole the whole movie. I'd be surprised. Barry Keegan was in it. Wow. Yes, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get a supporting actor um Oscar or award of some kind. Um he plays kind of the town idiot, town fool character and just absolutely chews up the scenery in every scene he's in. He kind of has the darkest storyline of them all. Um but he he brings it. He brings the the acting to that role. So suffice to say there's a lot of movie there. There's a lot to see. There's a lot that you can glean from this. I don't know if it fulfills kind of the premise or the promises it sets out, uh, it, it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it left me a little unsatisfied, and maybe that's on me as a moviegoer to not be smart enough to, <laughs> to know, to understand everything. But uh, so that, that's my... Uh, what's the word? It, I'm recommending it, but not really. Your review. Yeah, that's my review. There you go. Banshees of the Newsroom. Go forth and watch it if you feel um, artsy. I think that's. I think you need to be in an artsy mood to really enjoy mm, it. I don't get in artsy moods very often. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually in watching Armageddon kind of mood. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is funny and it is dark, like uh, in Bruges, but it, it 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 does have a more artsy feel than I feel like in Bruges is just a dark comedy. Um, yeah, so. yeah. I am intrigued. I want to go see that one's still in theaters, right? Yes, select theaters. I was it was tough for me. I had to drive pretty far out to go see it, but it was it was a fun. You know, I I went to the movie theater myself. I got my popcorn. I I, I got to sit, uh, you know, and and silence to myself for two hours, and that was good. And you got away from Tiffany for two hours, and it was beautiful. That's all we needed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Uh, those are the two movies. That's my whoop, uh, week in cinema, barring the next big movie that we are going to talk about. The that is topping the box office. You hinted at before. Do you want to? Do you want to let the audience know again? Do you want to tag it one more time? It's Black Panther. We're gone to forever. Next, I'm not the podcast you deserve. <laughs>